Welcome to the Backrooms Podcast. In light of the closure of the original Xbox 360 servers, the boys have been doing a great deal of reminiscing. In today's episode, we explore the phenomenon of nostalgia, while also sharing some personal stories from our younger years that we have fond memories of. Sit back, relax, please don't tease us on the internet, and most importantly, enjoy the show. My peanuts went sour. <laughs> I train very hard, just like a walnut, because they're very hard, I think. That might be acorns, I don't know. Welcome to the Backrooms Podcast, everybody. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What the fuck did you just say? No, 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 do it again. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> Why? I enunciated it. <laughs> Cadence might have been a little randomized, but <laughs> that was like, it was like adjusting the pitch on on like a, a vinyl oh. record. <clears throat> looks like our podcast analytics. <laughs> 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 it looks like the stock market. In hey. 2021. Wait, no. so is this the start? Yeah, or like it do go down. Okay, <laughs> welcome. Part of the recording now. Welcome everybody to the podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Completion. <laughs> we got there. We got there. It took a minute, but we got there. So, thank you for joining in. We're very appreciative of your ears. You're nice. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, we are. We are. We are super jazzed right now because we did just hit 500 uh, listens um, throughout all of our um, all of our different platforms. Yeah. You know only 8 billion people on the planet. And there's only... Dude, 8 billion to go. <laughs> Come on. 500 could could illegally fit in a classroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are, wait, are, you, are you threatening all <laughs> Today's... What are we talking about? Podcast. We're going to be not about a specific to- topic, but taco. Specific taco. This taco is going to be about nostalgia. Nostalgia? Nostalgia. I... I hate everything about you. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Wait, do you say nostalgia? 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 I don't know the language, like the actual. Nostalgia. If it no. goes past a certain date, is it nostalgia? <laughs> <laughs> nostalgia. 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 I say nostalgia. Nostal- I don't know what I say now. You know, that's going to be our question for our Spotify listeners out there. How do you say nostalgia? <laughs> spell it the same way. Stick. <laughs> well, oh, what, is, what does nostalgia mean? Let's define that. Justin Butt? I, I don't have the definition ready. Come on, so, think of it. Right on the spot. You got this. Come on. Come on, Justin Assistant. The feeling of no... <laughs> Something you did. So I guess and remembering. I guess trying trying to to define nostalgia from memory. I'm gonna say it's it's getting some sort of feeling, looking back on something that you found very dear to your heart. I'd say typically like a fondness or appreciation for an experience or something that you had. Specifically, the positive. You yeah 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 yeah. Nostalgia would be usually associated with like the positives of something. Mm -hmm. What would game a movie? What would nostalgia be? In the negative aspect, is that like? I don't think that would be nostalgia. I don't think nostalgia is so. Nostalgia is a very weird thing. It's a very strange phenomenon because um, 
while I don't, it's not a negative thing per se. It can, it can have negative connotations okay. attached to it. Whereas <clears throat> you may view um, this specific thing in a very positive light that may be overcompensating for some of its previous flaws that you don't want to acknowledge because it might taint the memory of that that specific thing for you or could potentially halt the progression of new ideas because you are so stuck to clinging to the old ones that that you hold so dear you know what I'm so it does it's say? not negative of itself but it can promote like um uh, i guess negative uh, implications in, yes. in that way yes so as per bing <laughs> <laughs> the Thanks, fucking Bing. Bing. <laughs> Thanks, Norton. <laughs> Excuse you. Nostalgia is defined as a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with a happy personal association. So that's interesting. So when you guys that wasn't anything. Think I, of nostalgia. Like, what's something that's nostalgic to you? I, I'm sure there's a lot, but like, trains. 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 Why? Um. In the same way that I am very much enthusiastic about cars, trains were my first, like, thing that I was, I guess, I don't know if obsessed with was the right thing, but, like, my first real big interest in my conscious life <laughs> was trains. Um, especially, like, like for example, a show to, and, and subsequent stuff, Thomas the Tank Engine. As Lego one. trains, the, the Lionel train sets and stuff like that, and like posters of them, and I, I enjoyed the I love the Thomas. look, the sound mechanics, the what? Thomas the, the tank engine. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool, dude. The the dank engine. <laughs> Dab. <laughs> Fuck! What year are we in? <laughs> Is this pre-COVID? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yolo. Sorry, I was getting like heartburn from that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was that that is like very nostalgic for me and not though i'm not like obsessed about trains is when i i guess see something so see like old style train steam engine stuff like that i just i find them so fascinating yeah. and i i get that nostalgic feeling when i read about or experience a recent experience actually associated with this is uh, i went to philadelphia with my girlfriend over the summer i don't remember yes yeah, summer and in the Franklin Institute. Was it hot? Like, was it hot outside? I, oh, outside. Okay. Outside. Like, generally speaking, was it hot? I don't know. I was inside. Okay, so was it really <laughs> cold inside? Or what does this really have to do with it? I'm trying to figure out what time of year it was, you dunce. It was summer. I just said it was summer. Brian, you, you need to turn your ears on or you need to stop drinking. But I went to the Franklin Institute and one of the uh, part of the exhibit was a large steam engine. I don't know if it was actual functioning at one point, but it was like full size, full scale. You could walk through it and just see everything. And I, It was just so cool and they had some components on display like the cylinder and 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 um and piston things that you could actuate and i one i just love mechanical stuff and two like i got that feel that like childish feeling yeah. mm -hmm. of, of of wonder i guess and and my old memories of just that type of stuff that i really enjoy so mm -hmm. that's one experience i have of being nostalgic See, that's that's pretty cool to hear because i i never knew you had that fascination with mm. trains you i don't think i did either you know what, my, I guess, how old were you when you first got it, like? I'm not watching me, but um, I'll take a guess, probably something like... 
five, maybe. Five oh, really? Six. That young? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was big into like Legos and building stuff and all that. And I, my parents, um, built with like L brackets and some plexiglass around the top of my room, like along the walls, like a train set that oh. went around. Like if you've ever seen like a doctor's office or something, yeah. like stuff like that. Basically that. That's cool. That would go around. It was cool. It was really cool. I, no, go ahead. No, you, I was going to ask you. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I get very nostalgic about um, music, honestly. Um, I I kind of form these connections to a lot of music that a lot of other people don't. Like my girlfriend, she, you know, she listens to music, but she doesn't listen to music in the same way I do. Like I form like emotional connections to music and then years down the road I will come back to those albums and I will remember those connections that I you made an- to that, that music. That, you use music as your anchor to, to certain events or to certain emotions exactly, in your past. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I'm very big on that and, and you know, I listen to the lyrics and I connect with them and I get emotional sometimes yeah. when I listen to these songs years down the line. Um, Stories by Avicii is hands down my favorite album of all time. I still sometimes get kind of emotional when I listen to that album in the right circumstances, mm-hmm. you know? Bless like, that, man. Honestly, R.I.P. Almost four years. Almost four years, yeah. Yeah. Avicii, uh, for those who don't know, was a... Uh, he was a Swedish music producer. Uh, he practically pioneered the house music industry into what it is today. Everyone knows levels. Everybody, Everybody. knows levels, yeah. Uh, Wake Me Up is another good one. If Sky you, Full of Stars by Coldplay he it, worked on. If you don't know them, that's okay. I'm it's okay. You. If you, if you don't, don't rub the mic like that. It's okay. <laughs> Even if you don't know the name, it, it, it's, you may have heard, you may have heard snippets or whole songs on it. radio. Right. And, yeah. and, his, and even heard his influence in a lot mm-hmm. of other popular music. But almost four years ago, he tragically took his own life and... You were, like, distraught. I was was distraught. He was my favorite artist at the time as well. I was extremely distraught. And I would go back and I would listen to some of his songs. And now with the context of knowing that he was going through these things and he actually did end up taking his life, you listen to some of the lyrics and it's like... It's real. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa. Okay. We weren't looking at it through that lens at the time, but now... Mm-hmm. With this new element of context applied to it, it's like he was going through a lot. It's difficult to differentiate, um, I guess, the thematic and metaphorical meanings of like song and media from maybe the real feelings that that creator, you know, may be experiencing what from their own experiences or things that they, you know, are feeling in their own mind. So it's like it can be more abstract, but like in this instance, they come from a real place a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. I think two fantastic songs from Avicii that I think drive that point home, like, for me at least, Days and Nights. The Days and the Nights. The Days is actually, I think, my favorite song of all time. I, it's up there for me. <laughs> like, These of are all the time. Days we and but, yep, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any song that has actually topped that for me. Um, you know, it, it's that it, when you get to artists like Avicii, you know, their songs are so well produced that it starts to blend as like, oh, he, these are just the best songs of all time. Like, I can't even rank them. 
Well, that's so that's an interesting thing that you just said. I said the word again. You said the I said, word. I said, I said, said the, the I word. word. I said the I word. But um, <clears throat> Avicii was um, very, very prominent for blending different genres oh, yeah. of music. That's true. Like um, bluegrass <clears throat> and um, Western and, you know, all these different kinds of genres into a new sound yeah. that became kind of what dominated the dance charts yeah. for most of the the um what would you call them the years between what do you call the years between 2010 and 2020 a decade the no no not like, a decade like the 20s the 30s the 40s the 2010s the 2010s the 10s soon you know soon people are going to be <clears throat> referring to you know, 2021. It's like the 20s. The 20s. Ah, the roaring 20s, baby. Uh, hee-haw, hee-haw, hee-haw. No, fucking yeah. coronavirus. Um, I can't wait for the Great Depression Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what about you? What for about me, you? Honestly, I don't really... For me, nostalgia is a very case-by-case basis. I, I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head. Actually, fourth grade, I had a project in the beginning of uh, this, uh, the year. It was on the history of the Titanic. And ever since then, for three or four years, I did very extensive research on the history of the Titanic, the structure, the, in- the, the um, integrity of the ship, the double hull. Why did it sink? Why was it called the, you know, unsinkable ship? How tragic it was that so many people did die because of design flaws and because of shitty practices on the, on board, whatever the case may be. Poor response. Poor response, so. you know, um, <clears throat> poor communication, whatever the case may be. And anytime I see, like, a reference to um, the Titanic, not the movies or anything like that from, from James Cameron, but, like, like uh, just today, actually, I saw somebody on Minecraft making uh, a model of the Titanic and it brought me back to like I did a whole three years of amateur you know kid research on this and to this day I can still come up with these random Titanic facts people will I'll I'll say to people they're like how do you know that like I had a um I don't know why but I had a, a case I don't know where the hell it went and it was of a couple had like all artifacts quote unquote from <clears throat> the original titanic a couple of like ticket stubs and stuff like that i don't know what happened to it but i'm i'm I getting guess. nostalgic right now because i now that you mentioned the titanic i remember sixth grade english english class i don't know why we were talking about this in english class but we were talking about the titanic and our teacher <laughs> assigned us to come up with ideas for how the Titanic could have been saved, like better safety measures that could have like saved lives on the Titanic. Said what are other ways you could again. have sank the Titanic? And I said, <laughs> and I said, I literally, with my genius sixth grade mind, I said, just build a thicker wall underneath it. <laughs> I guess uh, I wanted to say, I guess you you could say you really have a titanic amount of knowledge about that uh, particular should, instance. You should right, stay in these back rooms forever. <laughs> you know, it's not interesting, but it is funny that you mentioned the Titanic because in third grade, one of the art projects that we had... Um, is this like a fucking origin story right now? <laughs> we all have these titanic stories. Oh, shit. 
um, was we got these, you know, the ceiling like tiles, the like the drop ceilings that be I in a lot a of classrooms. Ceiling tile is yes. Those we had those, and for our, I don't know if this was like every other class, but our class did like artistic stuff some kind of image or or drawing or something on those and they put them in our ceiling oh that's pretty sick which i thought was really awesome and i, I drew the titanic sinking that. i remember that yeah i drew the titanic sinking oh, i wish i was as cool as you guys yeah right i'm not that cool <laughs> <laughs> um i went back and i watched literally today i went back and i watched that episode the the Minecraft Let's Play from our old oh, YouTube channel that, that we used we, in the episode that we last mentioned week. the episode a few weeks ago. Oh my god! Wow! Oh, that's, now I watched the whole episode in a and se- I only threw up like three times. <laughs> in a sense, stuff like that is nostalgic, right? It is. It can be. So there are what you about like for you Avicii, where it, that particular time period of like when he took his own life. That's not a happy time necessarily, but from the maybe that experience brought you closer to his music and made you listen more, listen more finally. And from that, you can take away a sort of more positive experience, like a, uh, an appreciation, I guess, for his music more it, so. It did. Um, I, and I can tell you a specific example. Um, one of his songs, one of his more popular songs, Without You, um, mm. from one of his later albums, um, there is. It's a, it's a breakup song at the end of the day, but there is an acoustic version that is not included on um, a lot of the digital albums. It's only on the oh, physical on that, CD. That Japanese physical the phys- CD. The, right, the Japanese physical CD, which yeah. I bought yeah. <laughs> to, just to listen to that song. Because through the context of him taking his own life, um, I formed a new connection with that song because Avicii music to me, helped me get through a lot of low points, you know, in my life. And whenever I was feeling down, like, it was always a thing that I could turn to <clears throat> to remind me of better days, to, to, to relive some of that nostalgia and remember, like, the better days and, and the potential that there could be better things to come. And to me, that acoustic version hit me in such a way that it was like, I have to carry my cross without you. You know, and in my mind, it was like it wasn't a breakup song anymore. It was I now have to live the rest of my life without new Avicii music. I have to carry on living the rest of my life without this crutch that I've been using to kind of get me through some of those times. You know, I had to let go of a little bit of that nostalgia to move forward, you know. It's interesting to think about that particular song and that meaning of, uh, you know, I can't live without you, but it's not always, I would think, again, within retrospect, that it's not just, I can't live without, you know, having another person or this specific person in my life, right. but like those, spe- those significant others a lot of times bring stability and support. Mm-hmm. And especially for someone like himself, ne- needed that, mm-hmm. you know, so it's that there's another perspective of that song that it's not just, I can't live without the person that I love. It's like, I need you mm-hmm. to live. In, in a way. Yeah. For which is, you know, for a lot of people, that's what your SO can provide or people that are close to you provide is those support pillars and all that stuff. Brian's significant other is uh, Ilichi. Um, She's, yeah. Sorry, he's a side, sorry Becca. He's a side, <laughs> he's a side though, for sure. 
<clears throat> so, what other now from just besides our own, I guess, life experiences? What things in media, in games, in other kinds of content do you hold nostalgia for? Anything in particular that comes to mind for? Can I say something weird? Kirby <laughs> and the Crystal Shards. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I played that on Nintendo 64, and then I also emulated it to play on my phone in high school. And then in college. Such a great game. It's, it's one of my favorite Kirby it's games. An, see, that's the thing, though. This is the danger of nostalgia. Is it really a great game? Or is it just, like, a okay game? Um, so, whatever your and anybody else's opinion is, I reject that <laughs> and replace it with my own. <laughs> so, I don't care. <laughs> no, it, it, it really was a good game. I... I I, I did really like it a lot. Even even playing it on my phone in college, it was like in the back of like sociology class, and I'm just like, ah. Oh. Now, for you, you were, I know you, you wanted to say, say something, something if you had something to say. No, it was unre- it was unrelated. Um, I was just gonna say that like nostalgia is this weird thing that we can apply to anything, basically anything, right? It's really just memory at the end of the day. I thought I was unique in this, but I recently found out that my brother feels the same way. I get oddly emotional when it comes time to turn in my phone to get a new phone. That's just an Apple thing. No, 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 no. It's not an Apple no. thing. It's like, <laughs> I miss it's this Nexus weird thing. 6P. That moment where like you put your old phone in the bag to give back to the Verizon store or whatever, whoever your carrier is. It's like, you remember all of the things that you did this you did with this phone. Like, oh, I went to Lake George with this phone and I took all I these took cool all these pictures, pictures in the yeah. woods and I you know, I met my old girl I met my current girlfriend on Tinder using this <laughs> phone or you know, I it's it just all of a sudden all those memories just come flooding back to you and it's like, wow, okay. I well, um, yeah, this phone is better, but like you don't have any memories with this phone. Which, and it's an inanimate object. It's weird that you have that kind of emotional connection to an inanimate object, but this here we is are. The phone that I have currently, I've had for over two years, and that's probably the longest I've had a phone in a very long time. Yes. Actually, it's probably the longest I've had any phone. Yep. And I would be lying if I, if I said that... So I purchased this phone. I got this phone the same day that Justine and I started dating. Really? Yes. And even she says, like, you're not getting rid of that phone. You're not getting rid of that phone. I will take it. If you want to get a new phone, I will take that. And and there's, it's like, this was, and I went, I went from having an Android phone for years, having Android phones, to I have an iPhone now. And it was sort of like start of a new period of my life kind of thing, and both in my mobile technology and, and my life with yeah. my current girlfriend. There's the anchoring again. You know, we, we anchor certain, you know... Music. We can also anchor certain events or certain certain objects, objects and, and memorabilia, stuff to like that. Who our memories, <clears throat> and that's why we have the positive experience with it. Um, I know a big reason we wanted to talk about nostalgia today was because of Halo Three mm-hmm. recently shut down their servers. The original Xbox the original 360 Xbox servers. It's not just servers. Halo 3. It's, it was Halo Reach. It's all of it was all them. the yeah. original ones. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. we can still play them on the Master Chief Collection. Um, but there's nostalgia for for people of our age and older, and maybe some younger kids. It is. It is. That those were some happy moments for a lot of people. That For Halo 3 was an escape not because... 
it was a great game. It was a great game. But because it was a very strong tool for a lot of people to mingle. Same way that maybe, like, an obscure example would be VR chat <laughs> that people are using to... Right, which right. is almost exclusively, like, a, a social interaction platform. Right. But, yeah, like, all the, the different... So... Uh, this is I'm like thinking of lots of tangents, but to stay on what you're talking about, a big thing was custom games. Yes. And a lot of custom games, I remember, I would find an experience because like a friend of a friend was playing and I would join them and then you'd yeah. like amass these large parties of people that are all just, you know, playing random stuff that people, different people have yeah. and all the different community driven uh, content, I guess, that was part of it was it whatever it was called the like i guess community board of you know files and stuff that you don't oh, the, uh, fi the file, file share. share file share, the file yeah. share. uh and w related to that is i think there was a different social <clears throat> dynamic and environment in like the earlier days of online gaming versus now now it unless you're play at least in my experience unless you're playing with your own personal friends that you're in a party or stuff if you just play in a game lobby, it's like dead. It's silent. There's almost almost nobody like talking. People don't just like meet. At least I don't. I don't find that like I just talk and meet people. Mm -hmm. Everyone's either got the game chat muted or is in their own party chat or doesn't use a headset or or whatever the case is. Everybody's a lot more. While there's isolated. more potential, yeah, that's like the first isolated. thing I do when somebody's like talking over the mic. Is uh, the first thing I'll do is I'll go into game uh, the menus and I'll like mute all players because it's like why <laughs> I don't know I don't know. To be honest, like I see this a lot. I play Halo Infinite, and it I may play, be a problem. It may be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I play I play ranked, and ranked is a game mode that you need to communicate with your team every second, or else you will fucking lose. That is it. Yeah. So, but even I can sometimes be like, I don't want to fucking talk to you people. Mm -hmm. Now, that you can have a whole discussion as to the the, the psychology, the sociology beyond, like, why why is that? Is it just Arnold Saw? Do we just remember talking more in those old lobbies, or is it actually a social dynamic that's changed, or is it our nostalgia that's blocking those those not as significant moments. I would say that it's it's the technology influencing the social dynamic and not like just people, the way people interact is changing. It's um, in early days, especially original Xbox, PlayStation 3, um, and like that era, like Xbox was the first to sort of pioneer like party chat, which is having a chat outside of the game that runs independently. You could just have it and play whatever you want. Um, but people were either still used to or, or wanted to, uh, use game chat, which sort of forces you to, or pushes you to communicate with people that you otherwise wouldn't have communicated. Cause a lot of people, I'll just I'll make a party chat and I'll just sit in it so I don't have to talk to anybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a very significant reason why all of our conversations seem to drift back towards Halo. It and it's almost kind of like a running gag almost on the show now at this point. Um, but and it Halo, may be a problem. And it may be a problem. <laughs> it may be a problem. But um, it it's really has been such a huge part of our lives. Growing up, 
forming connections with people, solidifying friendships, the first video creating game, memories. The first video game I played with my dad <clears throat> was Halo. Which Halo? CE. Oh, you played the original. I See, I didn't play the originals until like a decade or more after. I don't have a nostalgia for like the first and second games in the same way that you have a nostalgia, especially for the first game with your father and you love Halo 2. First was Jack. This is Brian. Because <laughs> I'm pointing to them, but you can't see that. Um, and I don't. I don't have a a connection to the game in that way. My connection stems from Halo Three, and not necessarily the story. Which I know a lot of people enjoyed the campaign and the story and the missions and all that, and they liked it. It had nice gameplay. It was a cool world, but I didn't have an affinity for. I guess like you guys and a lot of other people did. I I loved the community aspect. I loved the creation aspect. The features that Halo 3 brought uh, for the first time versus other the other games, which were like custom games, I'm pretty sure. Um, or unless, was custom games in Halo 2? Were there any kind of there, like I custom mean, lobbies that you could were, do and change there rules? There were private lobbies, but could I, you I don't customize think rules in the I, same not way that... to the extent that you could with okay. Halo Three. Like I, I don't think you could adjust like player speed and uh, jump yeah. rate and all that kind of stuff. I know even in Halo CE, you were able to ju- like adjust like kills, like uh, like your score, like how high your score can go, but not like granular, yeah, not like granular. Yeah. Like so that, like I guess yeah. a fully fleshed out custom game. Um, Feature set, Forge mode especially was a first for the series. I don't was theater mode also a first for that Halo was a first Three. For that was a Halo 3 yeah. All those features, I I just I loved that. I love creating my experiences a lot of the time. So that's my attachment to the game. That was like my outlet from because Halo Three came out when we were maybe like ten or eleven years old. Yeah, right, two thousand seven. I got an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty to play shit. Halo Three. Yeah, we were we were young, and in that age, you know, I was still like playing with Legos and connects and shit like that. And you're like also, this was You're also wide. I was rotund. Yes. <laughs> Super size fries, man. <laughs> so good. But now was that a little, was, was a little baby poop squeak. That was like my first um I guess evolution of like my creative outlet. Like going from having uh, what? what are you no, sidebar, I had a fucking dream about you last night where you had your like, no, it wasn't a dream. It wasn't Brian a dream. I was Jack. driving today and I saw a guy that I swear was like you from the darkest fucking timeline where <laughs> oh, wait, I thought the we were... guy had a pickup truck and he had your hair from like 2016. Oh my God. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, so, Can you uh, imagine? imagine? Imagine me driving. Don't tread on me, motherfucker. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, for context, I'm five foot four. I'm very short. And I drive to... a Mini Cooper. So the exact very small. <laughs> which is also very small. You used to have very long hair. And I used to have very long hair. <laughs> it's really cool. And um, it's like if you took like a boar bristle beard brush and then just tried to part it. It's like very straight, <laughs> but also very like I stiff. love the man bun. Bring back the man bun. I good. couldn't do the man bun. I could only do the um the rat tail. <laughs> I got to the man bun, but I couldn't deal with it anymore. But anyways, <laughs> sorry, I derailed no, us. That, I'm sorry. So in a way, it is a very good point what you brought up because well, actually, you said that's a sidebar. I think that's a good point to bring up nostalgia as well. Nostalgia I, for Jack's hair? No, I am kind of nostalgic for that. I'm nostalgic like you missed for the days that when period Jack of your life. Like, is that a catalyst for remembering that section of your life, no, or is I that just that specific thing you like? I think I'm nostalgic for what I, th- what lessons I learned 
at that point because I was I how we I think I was we were in our first or second year of college or whatever. Um, and yeah, yeah. whenever I think back to when I had my long hair, I think back to those few years. That's my anchor. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, actually, it was right at the tail end of high school that you started, like, kind of growing it out and into yeah, the first that. years of college. That's the transitional period, yeah. I suppose. Before we lose it, though, I, I like what you said about coming into Halo 3 and appreciating it for the features that it had. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't have that tether to the, the previous old. games. You didn't have the tether to Halo CE or Halo 2 that, say, Jack and I had. Mm-hmm. And I think nostalgia is, while it can be a very positive um, emotion to experience for somebody, it can have those negative implications where you don't fully appreciate what can be because you are so tethered to what was. And for somebody who comes into a franchise, it, it, it goes both ways. I can because, see, yeah, two different like, perspectives. You who couldn't fully appreciate the story of Halo 3 because you didn't play 1 and 2, or you who didn't even recognize that Decker Kane died in Act one of Diablo three because you had no fucking clue yeah. who he was. Th- that's you cool. know, yeah. It's like, oh, you can chalk some things up to nostalgia in a in a in a negative light and some in a more positive light. Yeah, you, it's very subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because the, hmm. well, you could say that one. So in the in the context of maybe a game series. <laughs> If you played the first two games or first game of a series and it's like, oh, I love this. This was an amazing, absolutely incredible experience. And then the subsequent sequels are like, eh, they're not as good. I don't enjoy it as much. And But are they not as good? So or they are they not be. as good in your mind because they don't remind you of what you remember. There's a lot of branches on this tree of life, my dude. So, <laughs> and all, my, all the branches are wilting, so we gotta be... We so, gotta be. So the, I mean, the back rooms are pretty large, you know, they'll yeah. a lot of branches. But it could be that the game isn't as good, but people who may start on that newer one will be like, this is a great experience, but they don't have that, that level of comparison mm-hmm. from the other parts of the series. You know where I actually, now that you bring that up, I actually, I don't know what made me think of this, but the Fable series for mm. me. Mm. So when I when I think back on it, I I was very, I'm very nostalgic of the first fable because that was an, one of the after Halo. Um that was one of the first games me and my father played together. It wasn't co-op, but I would sit and watch him, he would watch me, we would like help guide each other through different parts, whatever. Um and I have a fonder memory of that, but it was crap compared to the subsequent Fable 2 and Fable 3 and the 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 remake of Fable 1 that came out a little afterwards because it was poorly optimized or whatever. Um, but so thinking back on it, I, I was like, oh, these aren't as good as the first one. But as I got older and the, the nostalgia for the first one, not faded away, but... You, you kind of you can see over the rose colored glasses. Yeah, a the, the rose colored glasses started to come off, and I realized I can love Fable One because it's what got me into this fantastic series. But that doesn't mean I can't love and think Fable Two and Three are better. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah, exactly. You can appreciate where you came from while still being able to accept new ideas. Yeah, I think that's what Jesus and, said. <laughs> Might have gotten a little lost in translation along the way, but um, anyways, um, fuck man, I lost my train of thought. Maybe I'm thinking of Jesus from the corner. 
You know, I think a, a common theme that, that keeps coming up is like a lot of these memories, a lot of these nostalgic feelings act as anchors for points in our life for uh, different experiences that we had and memories we made and things we did. And, you know, I think that one of the other anchors that, that we have as a group is our sponsor, Anchor. And with that, we will be back after a word from our sponsor, who is Anchor. He's one of, they're one of our sponsors. One, one of our current sponsors. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I gotta say, cashews are my favorite nut. I like them. Like, you get a slightly salted cashew, it's the best snack. Well, because they're really, like, thicky. Because they get a lot of fat. What about a peanut? The... No, I feel like peanuts don't have a taste. What Honey the roasted fuck? peanuts? I'm sorry, peanuts don't have a taste? I don't know, whenever I eat a peanut, I feel like I'm just eating a chunk of, like, fucking... Pe- Out of, like, most of the nuts, peanuts have a very distinct flavor. Yeah, remember, I'm fucking weird. I think that you should leave the room. Do we have to bring back Farway Jack? Yeah, bring back Farway Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to explain that. Because no, no, no. There's no need to explain. There's no need? Yeah. Uh, Brian, you had something you wanted to share with us. Yes. And then I forgot what it was again. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about um, we were talking about Halo 3 when we left off. Or... The circumstances around the the closure of the Halo servers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I had my own send off in my own way. I didn't, you know. A lot of people, I know Nick wanted to get everybody on to play some games for one last time. Yeah, mm-hmm. a close friend of ours. Nick is a close friend of ours, and he wanted everybody to get on and play some games for one last time. And I think I just wanted to kind of have my own personal send off in my own way. So the first thing I did was I went on my file share and I took screenshots of everything that was on my file share because I knew it would be gone in like 24 hours. So I have all that saved on my phone, not on the Xbox network because here I know it's safe. <laughs> well, so so the Xbox network... until the until the cloud gets shut down. Yeah, so, so the Xbox cloud, no good. The Apple cloud, yeah. Yeah. Um and then I played a couple multiplayer games, um, and then I just kind of like sat by myself and I put on Never Forget. You get you know that song from you from the from the Halo Three oh the main menu the main menu oh, song yes. bed yes, yes, yes. Ding, 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 yes. you know that one and I just like sat alone and I just remembered all of the experiences I had with the game and how much it meant to me over the years. And it was genuinely, like, really, really sad. Even yeah. though I knew that, like, it technically wasn't really going anywhere because you could still play it on the MCC. <laughs> Why you tra- hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> it was sad. The saddest fucking thing, I didn't tell anybody this yet. I lost Recon. You mean you lost it? I lost Recon. How did you lose it? When they shut the servers down, I guess whatever... Um, Whatever background check they used to make sh- to verify that you had all the vidmaster achievements yeah. got shut off, and I no longer have recon in Halo Three anymore. I have it oh, in the MCC, I... but if I go through, I I went into the appearance uh, tab on my Spartan, and he had like like the basic Mark Five armor on or Mark Six or whatever, 
And I scrolled through. I was like, whoa, whoa, that's weird. What happened? And Recon is just gone. Wow. That's <laughs> so actually interesting. I don't have it anymore. And that hurt more than anything else. I, want, I guess that must affect everyone then because everyone at, had Recon in the old gen. Um, <coughs> yes, which you're everyone. A, you, uh, yes, everyone. <laughs> Not everyone had it uh, legit, but that's okay. It may be a problem. It may be a problem. <laughs> Throwback episode two. <laughs> Room two. Room four. This Room is four, communist really? bungee. We give everything to everybody because we pay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Are you really you're, are you still salty about them giving away recon? I really am. I really am. It and it ties like into this discussion because that was hard. That was really fucking yeah, hard to do. But it was and like, it invalidated my achievement. It did not invalidate When they gave it to everyone much, for the fucking hell of it. How much did that contribute to your self-worth, the Vidmaster achievement? When I was 12? A lot! <laughs> I had no self-worth. I, st- <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> I guess that brings me to what I think nostalgia does. I think it adds value when there is no value to be added. It's like one of those like um those like nighttime like red filters over a screen but over your like memory. <laughs> like it's nice and warm and comforting. It's like the juicy FX in Fortnite. It's like the stock market. You know? I don't know. I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about anything economics. None of it makes sense. Nothing ever makes sense. GameStop. Fuck. GameStop. Put all your money in it today. No, this is not financial advice. It's not financial advice. I do not want the SEC coming after. Do it anyways. <laughs> if people decide to do what they want, that has no bearing on us. Just, Listen, I can't be held accountable for what the end user does. Actually, I very much can. <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly how that works. That's exa- I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Where's Where's Legal Eagle when you need him? Oh, I like Legal. I love him. Legal Eagle and Doctor Mike are they, like my two favorites. So Doctor Mike's biceps make me feel safe, and Legal Eagle's smile makes me feel safe. I don't know who you're talking Put about. Them together. I don't know who you do with these people. They're, they're YouTubers. Um, personas. Okay. YouTube personas. Well, no, they're real people. Doctor Mike. Doctor. He's a real doctor. Yeah, he, he practices here in New York. And um, Legal Eagle, I think he's uh, somewhere in the U.S. I forget exactly where. I think he might be a New York lawyer. On a related note. On a related um, note, nostalgia. On an unrelated note, (laughs) nostalgia in video games. (laughs) I think I am not nostalgic for, but so I'm unnostalgic for Diablo. I didn't play any of these Diablo games. Mm -hmm. And I loved a game that is inspired by them. Minecraft Dungeons. It's like twenty dollars. It's not an expensive game. It's kind it's of on Game Pass. It's it's on Game Pass, which is a really great deal. I mean, Microsoft <laughs> just bought sixty billion dollars worth. Seventy. Of Seventy <laughs> billion. <laughs> Listen, I find Xbox Game Pass to be very disagreeable. <laughs> <laughs> I like Minecraft Dungeons. It's a dungeon. <clears throat> dungeon what's crawler. the dungeon crawler? Dungeon would be crawler. the yes. genre, right? Yes. Dynamic dungeon crawler. Fit it under that umbrella. Because, so two things. One, because I don't have nostalgia and experience with the Diablo games, um, 
I didn't find, like, I guess it's comparatively shallow gameplay to be, like, a detriment. Like, I enjoyed it. It felt tight. It felt good for what it was. But I did have nostalgia because it's Minecraft. Yeah. So, I, like, I enjoyed seeing elements of a game that I grew up with in a different new setting. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. And then also, you know, <clears throat> there was new, a lot of new content, new enemies and things like that. But, like, it was just really cool to see that, like, um... Uh, I, I think another related example could be like growing up with the Halo games and then like playing Halo Wars, like a totally different game, but using all the setting and the cat and like characters and people like Jerome and and uh, oh, and, uh, and all the yeah. other ca- ca- all all the names are failing to come to my head. Like the There's, captain, what's his uh, captain? Captain um, Lasky. No, fuck, Captain Lasky. The no. one that does the Mac uh, cannon. Oh, Captain Cutter. Captain, Captain Cutter, Cutter. Professor sorry, Anders. Sorry. <clears throat> um, All those people, you know, like, part who are part of the game lore but are now used in a completely different game for a completely different reason. But you have a little bit of nostalgia for that if you played the previous games. You're like, you, you see elements of that and, it, like, it, it's it's part of the enjoyment yeah. in that even, game. Even though Halo Wars, the original Halo Wars could have been considered a watered-down RTS or a real-time strategy game, especially compared to, like, um, Company of Heroes and... Uh, the Civ, uh, not Civ, um, yeah, Civ. Civ games? Mm. I don't have enough experience to say if they're RTS. Um, I think they're like, they're like. Civ? No, I don't think Civ. I think Civ is turn based. I think Civ is turn based. Yeah, it's like. What games am I thinking of? I'm like 90% sure. Um, other games that are RTS include. Starcraft. Starcraft? Yes, Starcraft. Warcraft. Limited (laughs) 2. Warcraft. (laughs) Minecraft! Minecraft! <laughs> Finally, Minecraft. I own them all! <laughs> um, Dota 2, apparently? Oh, yes, Dota 2. Clash Royale. Yeah, but that's a mobile um, game. And that's fr- not like. Newer game, Frostpunk. Newish, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Total War games. Oh, the Total oh, War games. Oh, yes, Total yes, War. Yes, yes, yes. Shogun 2, I played, Jason played a lot shit when out I was those. younger. Yeah, a friend of ours, Jason, played. I almost he, forgot. He, he, was obs- that was, he didn't really play video games that much, but those were the games that he played. Yeah. Shogun, um, Shogun 2 was so good. But, oh, spent like 40 hours on a single game. But yeah, that's, a, that's another good example, actually. Like, some people hate Minecraft Dungeons because it's a, wa- like, a shitty, quote-unquote, shitty version of... Diablo, maybe, or or the other uh, dungeon caller games. I'm not saying you. No, Brian, no, 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 no. You I, look like you were like offended. No, by no, no, that no, 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 no. <laughs> I was gonna say I. I don't think it's shitty. I think it's effective. I think better. Justin said it very well. I think he said it's simpler. It's shallower. Okay. It is shallower, and I think <clears throat> had I not played Diablo, either two or three, um. I would have experienced it very, very differently, like you did. I would have been like, wow, this is a really cool take on the Minecraft uh, franchise. You know, this mm. is something that we're not used to. It's it's a really cool use of this IP that I know and I'm familiar with. And now I have a new way to um, experience, experience it. it. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to think of like synonyms for experience because that's the other word we say a lot. Um, but synonyms for experience, <laughs> no, include, no, but no, not no, no. Um, but it's true though that at the end of the day, but at it, the end of the it, day, it, it's it, an example of nostalgia blinding me to outside possibilities. Absolutely, it is. It is me saying this is what I think a dungeon crawler should be. This is what I love. This is what I'm familiar with. If a game is not like this, 
it's either A, shallow, or done incorrectly. B, right. done incorrectly. You know, for me, that really hits home. For me, that really hits home with Lord of the Rings. Mm. So, I grew up on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> My father read all of the Lord of the Rings books, even, you know, Silmarillion, for anybody who's a Lord of the Rings fan. Silmarillion, Hobbit, the, 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 Fucking tales that, and this this universe that Tolkien drew up is just amazing. Like the fact that one man was able to uh, extremely extensive, extremely and, uh, extensive, and extremely detailed. And you have the Lord of the Rings movies, fantastic movies, some of the best movies in cinematography history. Right? Did I say that right? Cinematic. 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 <laughs> Holy shit. Close enough. Disclaimer, these are all opinions that you are free to disagree with, but also free to be wrong to disagree with. There, there you go. go. <laughs> now, when the Hobbit movies were announced, I was excited. Because when it comes to reading, I'm not the best. So the first Lord of the Rings book I was able to completely finish in like one take. Not one sitting, but like without jumping to a different book, was Hobbit. Do you mean, like, you're not good at reading, like, you can't read? Or, like... I can't... Like, I can't focus. focus. I have ADHD. Okay. Like, yes. bad. Yes. You guys know this. Yes. You guys really know this. Books hard. Books hard. <laughs> Especially hardcovers. You, you look like you were... I remembering. Something? I was. I was. It's amazing <laughs> to me how many things are like coming back to my memory as we have this discussion. But finish what you were going to say. I'm afraid to know what's going through. <laughs> no, your no, right no, now. no. It's not bad. I'm it's thinking back bad. to middle school. No, further back. <laughs> oh, okay. further back. But go ahead. I don't want to um, cut you off. But you were excited for the Hobbit movies. The Hobbit movies I was really excited for, and they were not up to the same quality as the Lord of the Rings <laughs> movies. That that's been uh, considered, you know quote-unquote objective throughout a very wide range of audiences. However, Lord of the Rings fans and people who grew up with the Lord of the Rings movies, especially older generations and even our generation and younger, they view The Hobbit as a horrible film where I'm, I would say I'm in a minority and I would say I find The Hobbit more fun than Lord of the Rings. However, I... Can't dis- I can't dispute that Lord of the Rings was better. The movies. I'm, I'm strictly talking about the movies here. But The Hobbit was more fun. Even though I enjoyed the experience, going back to that mm. word, the experience of watching the extended edition Lord of the Rings 12 hours fucking long. But then consequently watching like super cuts of the three Hobbit movies yeah. put together. Well, that's why it's important to distinguish... Um, <clears throat> like user score or or audience uh, rating versus like a critic cri- right versus critical rating yeah right because a critic may not always be looking at it through the lens of of a fan of the series right they might just be looking at it from the ser- from the standpoint of uh, these are the core elements of what makes a good movie. This is what cinema is right and it doesn't check off those boxes therefore, bad movie right and to a fan let's use no way home as an example 
if you want to, I know you guys haven't seen it, but if you were to sit down and pick apart all the different plot elements of that movie, it's messy. I, I <laughs> it's imagine. a little messy. I, but you could say but that as a fan, as a Spider-Man fan, it is a fantastic fucking movie. Excuse me? <laughs> Oh. Squidward saying everybody's a critic. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. Well, th- that's true. <laughs> it's true. So what I'm getting at pretty much with The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is people's nostalgia of the first movies, I think, is getting in the way of them, of, of them enjoying what I think is a fairly okay, <laughs> if not good movie. Um, casting was on point between... Between fucking Martin Freeman and um, uh, as as uh, Bilbo, um, fucking I always forget Thor uh, Thorn's actor's name. Oh, I don't know the actor's name. Fuck. Thorn Oakenshield. Thorn Oakenshield. Obviously, Far Gandalf. Over you can't pass. That was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, it was John Tron actually. <laughs> And Karen's old. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. I thought it was a fantastic movie. <clears throat> I think any anybody who calls himself a Lord of the Rings fan can't like let their experience with the first movies interfere with their possible enjoyment of a fun because that's what the Hobbit was. Also, it was it's originally a, it's a children's. Originally, right? it was being written as a children's book. Really, it was. Yeah. And then that, it has a lighter tone. It to has it. a much lighter tone to it, and it's also much easier to read. Which is why, when I was younger, I was able to read through it first compared <clears> to the <throat> other ones. I never thought of it that way, but I guess when you look at it, when you take like a scene from the the two towers, two towers is the second movie, right? Yeah, the scene where they the the siege on that castle, which is like widely considered the like one of the best battles. Oh yeah, cinematic Hel- history. I, um, I forgot the name of Helm's it. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Yeah, yeah. That battle compared to, say, that scene in The Hobbit where they're all riding down the the river rapids in the barrels. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like, it's like, okay, yeah, this is a lot more lighthearted than yeah. something like, like Lord that, of the Rings 2. That, is that, like, maybe lore <laughs> accurate? No. Is it, like, as conquerous as Helm's Deep? No, but it, that's a fun part in the movie. You get to see fucking Bomber upside I down. Say, I, figured, I couldn't remember the really round one. <laughs> that's you. Sometimes no. it's really fun to see... An established character, like somebody who you know very, very profoundly, and you can almost expect how they would react to a given situation. It's almost kind of fun to see them placed in a different scenario where they react different to how you would expect. Like, like if let's say Halo Seven comes out and the weapon tells a joke and Master Chief starts laughing his ass <laughs> off. That would be the greatest thing ever. I would find that so funny. Because there- you know he's a stoic asshole. <laughs> who like that's like he's like socially undeveloped. Like so to see him like react to a joke would be fun. It so, would be a, it would go against what you would be expecting. So wait, wait. So you're okay with John 117, the laughing, Halo man, cackling like the Joker. Hypothetically. But you're not okay with, with cat ears. With cat ears. No. <laughs> Correct. Yes. That's that. We're going to do a whole episode on that. We're going to do a whole ass episode on that because Stay that tuned. pisses me off. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is where, this is where 
Hands are gonna be thrown. <laughs> pants? Hands. Oh, pa- oh, pa- oh, hands. Even after I said it, you still didn't understand. <laughs> Both pants. Pants. But I was smiling before. Bonk. Yes. Because you were. You, you were talking about the books. Yeah. <clears throat> right? And just this whole topic of nostalgia got me thinking, and it got me thinking about Harry Potter. And I'm not, like, the world's biggest Harry Potter fan. It's been years since yeah. I've watched any of the movies. Mm. And it'll probably be years before I sit down and watch any of I them I still again. never finished the last <clears throat> movie of it. I did love them when they all came out. And I think a big part of that is because when I was, like, six or seven, my mom used to read me Harry Potter. Hmm. when Like, before I would go to sleep. And I, like, have those memories in my head. And I just remember that positive experience whenever I watch Harry Potter. And then Voldemort sucked out his soul and we'll get to the rest tomorrow. Good night, honey. (laughs) Can we leave the light on? (laughs) Positive experience. (laughs) I've never actually seen or read any of Harry Potter. Any of them? Any of them. I mean, I've seen like fragments. My girlfriend hates them. My girlfriend hates Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. What are those, those three like schools? It's like it's like Pickledorf and like Snake Land. First of all, you know damn well that there's four of them. <laughs> there's, Wait, there's, I thought it was three. I thought it was three. Was there's four. four. I've only the watched four. Hufflepuff. Oh, Hufflepuff, Slytherin, that... Ravenclaw, and Gryffindor. What? As I hold up five. So fingers. what? It's it's like it's like Ugly Lion. Okay, so Snake. basically there's Slytherin. Gryffindor and the other two don't really matter. Yeah, at all. <laughs> they're, just, they're just at all. They're just like they're, just they're like they're like petting. That's that's pretty much J.K. Rowling. That's that's her like thing. Like just petting bullshit. <laughs> really, I don't think they come into play in any of the eight movies yeah. whatsoever. So, um, I never finished the last movie. <clears throat> I got like halfway through the last movie. So like I. Did you I mean, not finish it because you didn't like it? Or you you just... checked out after watching seven movies. You checked out yeah, halfway through the eighth like, one. The only <laughs> see that's just like no, no, no. That's fine if you do it with something like um, Game of Thrones. Just just check out <laughs> before the last season, before maybe the last two seasons, and you're good. Just leave it at that. I have fill it in with your head. I've only seen the eighth season of well, Game that's... of Thrones. <laughs> That's another example of maybe you maybe this And I thought that game I thought that Game of Thrones season eight was like really good <laughs> because I didn't watch the rest of the show. And everybody's like, this is the worst garbage that's ever been on television. Isn't that I was funny? like it's, it's not that bad. What are you talking about? Comparatively. I, I, think, I think there's two things to be said about that actually. One, there is the nostalgia aspect, which I think is probably I don't even know if I want to call it nostalgia at that point. I think it's just context. Yeah, that's like it's it's a combination of comparative quality with the beginning of the show or the first like large chunk of the show and also how narratively it progressed or was attempted to be tied up it just it wasn't satisfying from what i understand a, l- a big complaint that people had is that a lot of characters behave in a way that don't make sense with their characters and uh, or in way the way their characters have been progressing through the show yeah it's just like a 180 like flip it, it and all of a sudden yeah. wow all right and to me who doesn't know how those characters yeah, are supposed to be Yeah you don't have behave, the context for it. It's like okay sure makes sense. I can roll with it whatever but as some but to somebody who's been watching the show for 7 seasons Yeah. 
um, that could be very jarring and and disappointing. I uh, didn't a, a disappointing note for the show to end on. I didn't watch the show as it came out. I watched it maybe about a year or so, a year or two ago. I binged the whole thing. That's how my parents did it. I I watched the whole thing and I I really enjoyed the so the first six seasons are ba- I think it's the first six are based on the books and after that there are no currently no more book there's no more book content. George R. R. Martin is still currently writing out. The remainder right. of whatever the remainder is of uh, the story. Ice, uh, Land of Ice and Fire. I actually, I never read or watched it. Um, I, do I would need, say. I do need to watch it, though. I, I enjoy I still, even though, so what I was going to say is the first season is really good. And the seventh is okay. You can tell that it's not up to the same quality because they're creating their own material. They're not sourcing it from something that already has, you know, structure to it. Um it was really just the way that the end of the show was tied up that, like, I was pissed. I I, re- I was talking to Alec <clears throat> as I was watching, like, real-time recording. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> this piece of human fucking garbage. I I was distraught. Though I still enjoyed the experience of watching the show. It, I, it didn't taint it enough for me that I would say don't ever watch it. But Right. See, I feel that way for a TV show uh, that ended called The 100. I thought it... Like, I know you like that for I, some time. Yeah. It was eight seasons, I think. Seasons one through six were fantastic, in my opinion. Um, seven was pretty good as well. They were leading up to something new. And and I was super excited to see where this final season was going to go. And it just kept... It was strong. It was strong. Ah, uh, what the fuck is going on here? You know? Like... And then it ended on such a... Like, it, not not nearly as severe as I think season eight of game of thrones went but like i left with the taste of like i these writers like i'd be so happy i I would not complain if they came back and rewrote the eighth season it wasn't a satisfying it was not a satisfying conclusion and a lot of people tend to agree they're not they don't hate it but they just wish that it ended in maybe it ended the same way just the the way it got there was a little better because like some characters were acting in ways that made no sense or or maybe the ending to the eighth season ended in the same way that one of the other seasons ended that we were trying to avoid anyway. So it's like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, so I, I don't want to give spoilers away to people who may want to watch it. But nostalgia, going back to it, I'm going to keep going on a rant here. Um, the reason I haven't watched Game of Thrones, now that I think about it, I always called Game of Thrones, oh, it's just a fucking knockoff of Lord of the Rings. And... That's my mm. that's your that's, anchor. That's my anchor right there. So even and my dad was even like Jack. I'm surprised you you, you didn't even try it because on paper you would love getting and on paper people and everybody says that to me. You would love it. You would love it. And I'm like, all right, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And it's just gotten to the point where I'm like, I gotta watch this. Even my father's telling me I gotta watch this. So like that's that's my negative experience with nostalgia. Well, I, one thing I think nostalgia. What I hate that nostalgia can do is it taints my perception of certain actors. I often feel like Hollywood is like the same 10 people just doing movies over and over and over again. Just like, oh, here he, here's Kevin Hart in this movie. Now here's Kevin Hart as a mailbox. <laughs> He's not that fucking short. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, but, wait, wait. I thought you were saying Kevin James. Kevin, no, 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 no. They're two completely different people. Like, Kevin, no. He's a shrubbery. Like, I, I don't think Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart is that Kevin Hart and Mocha. Kevin Hart Mocha. <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> How am I the only one that's sober? <laughs> that's that, that was just funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, but... Where are you guys even getting alcohol down here? <laughs> I found it somewhere. <laughs> but, um... Fuck. No. I hate, like, TV shows in particular. Ed Helms will always be, um, Andy from The Office. Oh, right? Right? okay, yeah. Uh, Nick Offerman will always be Ron Swanson, in my mind. Mm. Um, there are just, like... Steve Carell will always be Michael Scott. Tom Holland will always be Spider-Man. I don't know. Man, have you seen Devil All the Time <clears throat> with Tom Holland? I haven't. I heard good things about it's it. It's fucked up. I you heard gotta good watch things it. about it. It's but... f- fucked up. You know who's a person that that kind of has that issue? So there are a lot of, on a related note, there are a lot of actors who get like typecasted. You see they, they, are, they become popular or rise to popularity in a certain kind of role and they're sort of stuck Adam doing that because that's how people associate them. That's how uh, directors and everyone else, that's, I guess, their bread and butter, but it means that they're kind of stuck doing the that's same the, thing. That's their brand. Yeah. Yeah. One that, one actor that I know kind of got stuck like that and then subsequently like stopped doing a lot of work because of that or did other things outside of that was um zach galifianakis who played alan in the hangover the chubby yes. bearded guy that was like did you that's how that because, and, did you think of that because i said ed helms <laughs> yes yes yeah i was thinking like oh yeah i know i knew him from a hangover i didn't know him <laughs> right, from the office right. wait that's the same fucking guy yeah oh there you go shit see you will always think of ed helms as the fucking guy from the hangover yeah yeah it, it, it sucks that a Holy lot of these actors shit. get typecast Wait. as XYZ because Wait. we will always remember them in one prominent role that sticks with us the most. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Mindfuck, isn't it? <laughs> I see it now. Continue. Where are you going? I'm okay. okay. Justin's going to... I guess he's going to the previous room. Are we going to meet far away, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Justin has, has left the pod. No, I didn't. <laughs> but, holy shit. Another actor that has... A couple of actors. Mad, Mads Mikkelsen. He's oh. always... Mads Mikkelsen? I thought you were trying to say Jack Nicholson. No. Am I saying, <laughs> I am I saying, that, am I saying that right, Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. It's spelt that way. Uh, he's, like, always the bad guy. He's always the bad guy. Same, guy. same with Sean Bean. Sean Bean actually went. Oh, Sean yes. Bean actually went on to. You may say, not know his name, but you've seen him. Yeah, Christopher Waltz is is that for me? Always the bad guy. Uh, Sean Bean. He he was in um, Game of Thrones. Uh, he was Boromir in Lord of the Rings, um, Frankenstein Chronicles. He is oh, not in Frankenstein Chronicles specifically, but in movies he's always t- typecast as like the. Not 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 the antagonist, but someone who's not on the good side, or someone who's who, who's gonna die. He's the character that's gonna die. Where it got to the point where he was in an interview and he's like, you know, it's not that I have a problem with it. It's just that people are gonna see Sean Bean in a movie and or a show, and they're gonna be like, oh, this is gonna be the guy who dies. Like he's like, I'm kind of you know, I'm kind of weary about it. He, you know? It becomes like a, a sacrificial character. Yeah, exactly. So people time. people are expecting it almost. For good or for bad. You know? Yeah. I remember um, my first experience with um, James Bond is really, it has been going on for 50 years now. 
right? James Bond more movies. More than that, almost. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I think the really 50th anniversary just was it just okay. recently happened. Daniel Craig. Um, Daniel Craig is now James Bond. Well, well, not anymore. He just finished he just being finished. James Bond. Gene. But I remember in 2006 when he took over the role. I saw that movie and I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Because I didn't. My brain, my fucking, you know, seven year old brain couldn't comprehend the the idea of what. This is not James Bond. Pierce Brosnan is James Bond. Pierce Brosnan just seen as the same way. That's what Pierce she grew Brosnan up was my James Bond because I grew up with a little game called 007 Nightfire. Oh yes, I <laughs> loved that game that was so game. much to tie us back to video games. Um, I loved that Nightfire game so much, was a good one. and that game solidified in my mind, in my child mind, Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. So when Casino Royale came out. Arguably one of the best fucking James Bond yeah. movies ever. Was, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> this a lot is of, the worst. What lot, is this? A lot of people did not like. Is this James Bond? No. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I wish I could tell you guys what we're looking you know, at. Right now, gonna, I don't I'm, even know. I'm going to put that on Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Justin screen screen cap. I, I will, oh I will god! I'll throw it on Instagram. It's like um, some weird Bollywood knockoff, but it's cool. But <laughs> so interesting dichotomy between my parents. My dad's James Bond is Sean Connery. Even though both, okay. even though both my parents started watching James Bond when they were, you know, when it was Pierce Brosnan. Um, <laughs> my dad. Oh yes, Mister Bond. Yes. My for my dad. He thinks his favorite Bond is Sean Connery. My mom's favorite Bond is Daniel Craig. I mean, who can blame her? He's hot. But um, for me, you know, I've, I started playing, like you said, Nightfire. Um, Everything or Nothing was uh, another James Bond game we played. I think that was Sean Connery. But you ever play GoldenEye? GoldenEye. Yeah. I didn't. I never had a game so that, I've never so played it. So that actually brings me to a citation. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> okay. gonna cite a, a a video game donkey video. Okay. He he talked about I forget which video it actually was, so I can't actually. Is it the one where he's talking about the the Wii version? Your paraphrase, I guess. Yeah, he was talking about uh, the Wii version. Of the Golden Wii Eye. version of Goldeneye. The and remake. The remake, and he kind of said it in a in a in an interesting way. Um, he's like. Goldeneye was a good game, right? And then he 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 pans out to like uh, <laughs> he, he shows his subscriber count and he goes, Goldeneye fucking, fucking sucks. sucks. <laughs> and and zero subscribers. subscribers. <laughs> but he's right. It honest, like I played it. You know, I played Goldeneye. It was a horrible game. It objectively was a horrible game. Are you judging it with the obliterated of- by the passage of time? Yes. Obliterated- was it bad at the time? Maybe not. Maybe not. Because we, because you were not, you're comparing it now to modern controllers or modern keyboards, right? Right. Game design. Whatever the hell that old controller was called with the three, the Trident. The the is that what they was called? I don't know. I call it that. Okay, that's a good name for it. Good name for it. That was not designed for human hands. Nintendo's dick. (laughs) It was horrible. No, (laughs) I will. I will blurt that out. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's obliterated by the passage of time. If you were to play it today, you could go back to our second episode, and like Justin said in that episode, you have to be used to modern amenities. 
right? What are people used to now playing on a controller that's fit for human anatomy, <laughs> for one thing? <laughs> so You've come to a standardized layout, too, so everything plays around the same way. Right. Thanks to I, <coughs> Halo. But when like people say, oh, what's one of the best games of all time? GoldenEye. It's really not. It was an okay game, or it was a let's say let's say it was even average or above average for the time. A game that's truly like the best is going to be one that can be timeless. Same with like movies. A timeless movie is going to be one of the best of all time, best of the decade, best of the century. Um, you can think of in in the movie sphere, in the cinema, cinema sphere, you can look at timeless movies like Shawshank Redemption. You can look at movies like Eight, Eight Angry, uh, no, uh, Twelve Angry Men. Um, hell, I would personally subjectively argue Lord of the Rings. They're going to be timeless because of what they are. GoldenEye can't really be timeless because it was had a lot of mechanical issues and, and, and visual issues. So I didn't realize the context in which that game came out. It came out in 1997. And for, for context, you know, people say like Halo was sort of a pioneer of like console first person shooters. GoldenEye was that four years earlier when it was even less prevalent. There was basically no other console first-person shooter. So, yes, mechanically, it was it's very odd, and especially considering the controller it was made for, very even more odd. It was a significant milestone to pro- for the in terms of progression of first-person shooter games to the console. It was one of the biggest ones that could do it in a way that that was at least usable. Mm. So yes, going back, kind of crappy experience to play the game. Very awkward, very weird, but it was accessible. It worked. Okay. All right. So, so I'm just a dick. No, no, no. <laughs> it's fun. Like I'm sure there are people who played it like because first person shooters were were mostly um, tied to PC gaming. I'd imagine people who maybe played PC gaming and then went to use an N64 controller to play a first-person shooter were like, this still kind of fucking sucks. But it was still probably better than any other implementation that happened before. I don't even know if there were really any other when mainstream first-person shooters. Come out? I mean, that was a PC-only game that also was around that time. So I guess there's, you know, there's an example of like... A game around that time. Like, Quake is timeless, I would argue. Because it was... Uh, 96. So yeah. only a year before. Like, peop- like NVIDIA, I think this past few years, they just updated the... Gra- like, did a graphics update to Quake. And it's like, mechanics stay exactly the same. You can uh, keep- Quake... Yeah, I think it was Quake 2. They did, like, a, 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 a revamp or modification of the game engine to implement uh, ray tracing. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So, like, Minecraft designed in a way to be timeless so that's why i you know to add on to our discussion from a few weeks ago that's why i would personally say minecraft's best one of the best games of all time because it's going to be around for generations even if it's not played as heavily as today um because it will be able to be played forever until the heat death of the universe (laughs) (laughs) um i have one example that i thought of in relation to quake so another id software game doom yeah also a big pioneer of that genre of game of like 3d first person shooters you have the original sort of first two games um that people very much like fast pace 
like super high intensity first person shooter. A lot of action going, a lot of a lot of things coming at you. That's the style of the game. And then you go to um, Doom Three, which a lot of people didn't like because it was a much slower pace. It was like closed corridor. It was a different, a, l- a little bit of a different art direction, and it strayed from what a lot of people remembered the game being. Because I imagine people liked the way that it was and how. You know, a love and a nostalgia for yeah. what one of the first big first-person shooter games that did it well in 3D space. Right. And now we have Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, which went back to that same core design of very fast-paced, always on the move, always something happening style of gameplay. I forget. They call it push forward. Uh, I believe a push forward game push design. Forward, yeah, 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 very um, aggressive. Yeah, it's always you're always being pushed to continue to progress. You can't camp out, you yeah. sit behind like, something. I, I I tend to be a very defensive player in first person shooters, which is the opposite, complete opposite. So of <laughs> as much as I enjoy that game, I get my ass kicked even on like normal difficulty, which I usually play games hard, harder difficulties. You use the devotion in Titanfall too, so yeah, I get it. Dude, <laughs> don't fucking come out like that. <laughs> fucking devotion and hard light wall. Oh my fucking god! The antithesis of the entire game. And then uh, fucking scorch. <laughs> Papa scorch. Papa scorch. Fucking. Oh, you want to charge at me, Ronan? Well, I got fucking fire. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's another. I imagine people who played who played the original at the time that it released. The original two games, first two games, and then go back to these are like, wow, this is this is like kind of the kind of game that I remember playing. Yeah. It's very much of that same, um, <clears throat> uh, not path, but that that same style. There's a word that I want to use. It evokes it, and I can't, I can't, not design, not style, um, same concept, I guess. No, um. Whatever. Uh, collection, tone, pacing, tone, pacing, and all genre. that stuff. Genre. Well, it's the same genre as Force Special Shooter. Oh. It's, I don't know. Scary. Scary. Um, so, let me ask you a question then, Justin, actually. And, Brian, you can chime in on this, but I know you haven't played any of these games. Thank you for your permission. Um, God of War. <sighs> People were nervous when God of War, I guess the new God of War, was originally announced that... Uh, E3 by Santa Monica. Different. It was different, right? People were nervous, but people were so fucking hyped at the same time, and it delivered. So where do you... How... how, Asterisk. Okay. You're going to have to tell me what that asterisk is after this. How... People saw Kratos wielding... This frost axe, a new weapon. So it was gonna. He, they saw him more bereaved and more, you know, m- not mellow, but more wise and older. And and he changed to chaos. Sorry, blades of chaos. That was his the, <laughs> the that was his signature like yeah. weapon from every <laughs> single signature game. move. <laughs> yeah. So the um, and yet, as much as it may have been. Nerve people may have been nervous, apprehensive, apprehensive. Uh, they, they were still excited. So, at what point does nostalgia start to prevent you from enjoying the, this new thing? I guess I think you could look at Halo again to kind of 
try to find an answer to that question. I think the Halo fan base is very split between the people that will call them Halo 3 fanboys. I don't want to say fanboys because I am as well. Yeah. Um, But there are people that are married to the idea of Halo 3 as the absolute pinnacle of the franchise. And no matter what anybody says, they are committed to that opinion. And then there are the people who are newer to the franchise that came in at Reach or even post-Reach. Four and five, and really like the mechanics in those games. Honestly, if I played Halo 5 before any of the other Halo games, probably wouldn't have had much of an issue with it right. at all. I actually in a vacuum, really, it's not really, a in a vacuum, game. I really, really actually enjoy Halo 5's gameplay. Mm-hmm. I might be in the minority when I say that. Putting this, putting the issues with the story aside, I think Halo 5 is actually a really solid game. Um, the problem is you are comparing it mm-hmm. you're using your nostalgia and comparing it to what used to be right and some of those criticisms are maybe valid but i think a lot of times nostalgia blinds people from seeing what can be with certain franchises and and stops them from accepting new ideas and stagnates growth in some of these franchises And I think we're really lucky with Halo Infinite because I think it takes some of the mechanics that people liked about Halo 4 and Halo 5, Sprint, Clamber, um, a lot of these more advanced movement kind of tactics, and combines them with the more sandboxy style gameplay of the previous games like Halo 2 and Halo 3, specifically Halo 3. Right. Um, Halo Reach, even. It strikes a really, really, really nice balance. That really, really we had to so, pray for. <laughs> so, so, what's the answer to my question then? Can you re- can you reinstate your question? So, at what point does the nostalgia get in the way, and at what point does it s- take a look at take a look at the Halo subreddit? Take well, a look I mean, at the, there's I, tons of people on the subreddit that are vitriolic about defending their stance on this is the way the game needs to be. This is how it has to be. And if it's not done this way, then we're going to send death threats to the developers and we're going to dox people and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we are completely shutting down all criticisms and all new ideas. And we this is the way we want the game to be. And mm-hmm. if it's not that way, there's going to be hell to pay. Right. I think that is where the answer to your question lies. Okay. <laughs> Justin? Hugh brought up God of War. And I said asterisk. Yes, most. So what's the like asterisk? It. That there, asterisk. there's enough people that would disagree with you that because of the stark change of tone and gameplay of God of War 2018 versus the previous um, games, that'll that there are a good amount of people that that find it's not as good as the previous games. It's not as good as the older games. Something that um, the older games did well that I know is brought up is the boss battles are like unparalleled. Yeah. They're they're these absolutely grandiose larger than life experiences often or really unique um uh, battles because of the mechanics of of the enemy that you're fighting, of the environment that you're in. It's very varied. Uh, and it was much, it leaned more into the hack and slash style that it, you know, that's what it, that was its the bread and butter was its 
hack and slash, super gory, super action, lots of things going on, just basically running through shit and just enjoying the brutality of the game. That was God of War, and the new one is very much not that. It's a much more, I would say, mature style of game. It still has those elements of hack and slash and satisfying brutality, and that's part of the reason that I, I really like it. It's so... Right. It's so crisp. It's so refined. Like those Minecraft lines. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, those subdivisions. <laughs> uh, but... Anti-aliasing. Uh, because uh, maybe... Uh, I didn't grow up with the original God of War games. No, I never played them. Neither did I. I watched all of the... Basically, I, I, I had watched all cutscenes and gameplay of the previous games to kind of understand the context of Kratos and the lore of the of the games before i went and played god of war 2018 maybe i should have made the decision to actually play the games instead who knows maybe i would have enjoyed them but because i didn't really that was not my first experience my first experience was god of war 2018 i think it's it's one of my favorite games maybe i would be saying it's not one of my favorite games if i had played the previous ones and compared it to that but i didn't have that i didn't have that context now is that a good thing or a bad thing that's entirely dependent on the person. I, th- I can't. I don't think you can say it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's it's good or bad based on your own experience, based on your own perspective, and and um, it, you can't say one or the other. But uh, what was your question again? You kind of <laughs> answered. It. You kind of answered it. So it's okay. Uh, well, I I want to actually after talking about God of War, brings me to World of Warcraft. Actually, that's all you. So. There was a point where there was a private World of Warcraft server. It was an illegal copy of the game that um, was running the original version, World of Warcraft Classic. I recall this, yeah. Um, I forget the name of... It was Vanilla WoW, pretty much. And so many people played it, where it, it ran into issues, like legal issues and so on and so forth. Eventually, they ended up getting shut down by Blizzard. Um, and there was a, a point in time when one of the head developers, he's kind of a dick, but... Um, he's head developers still... of the custom server? You no, 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 no. Of, um, of, of World of Warcraft. Of Blizzard. Of Blizzard, yeah. I don't know if he's still there. I forget the guy's name, but um, during BlizzCon, you know, he was answering audience questions. And one of the questions was, you know about like setting up a, a server because so many people were millions and millions of people were requesting it um like oh we need a vanilla wow server now that you, sh- you shut this fan one down um and his response was kind of like you know you you, you guys keep asking for one blah, blah, blah. you don't want one you think you do but trust me you don't people flipped out i can't like, imagine so, long story short, a couple years later, um, they announce a vanilla WoW server, WoW Classic. And it got so many people onto it, blah, 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 blah and, and people realized it, it kind of fucking sucked. Like, it, I shouldn't say sucked, but it was, it was, it was different. Like, I, per, in my personal experience. So there was some truth to that. Yeah, there was some truth to that statement. People were super excited for it. And people went back to it. Like, people that I personally did not grow up with WoW. I was way too young when it came out. But 
I befri- I befriended a lot of people on World of Warcraft who did play when it first came out, and they were super excited to play it, and they dropped it after a couple of months mm. because they're like, it's just you know? It's too slow. It's too. Duh, duh, duh. There's probably a lot of quality of life stuff that incrementally added to what the game is exactly. now that you, you don't know realize. That is. As you much that is, as much of a problem as I can have with <laughs> WoW in its current state, I can be thankful for the progress that is made in some areas. But what were you going to say, Ryan? Um, the personification of that is. Have you ever met one of those people that's kind of just like. I was born in the wrong generation. I should have been born in the 80s, man. I should have been born in the 70s. I feel like you're adding a very specific person right now. No, 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 no. (laughs) I'm adding a very specific type of person. Okay. Um, Gemini's. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, I like. But but the the rebuttal to those people is like, they don't realize that they're also getting very, very accustomed to modern amenities. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, sure. You want to be born in the 80s? Absolutely. Hope you're ready to surrender your smartphone and your laptop and your fancy car and uh, your nice uh, um, central air, your, your, your central, central, your, your central HVAC air, systems. and your, your HVAC systems. I mean, they have folding in the 80s. Yeah, but there's a lot less common. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, there's your a lot AIDS of... vaccine? Wait. Wait. Still waiting on that one. <laughs> I... <laughs> Um, okay. Let's. Uh... <laughs> I I want to say, uh, so you with the comment from the developer, like stating, despite all the vocal, I, I assume maybe a vocal minority in the grand scheme of things that may be saying, "Hey, we want this experience or we want this that feature," and the developer's like, "No, you don't. You really don't." There's a lot of times, especially with product development, whether it's software or hardware or whatever it is, that there you have to be smarter than your audience. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a company and a person that exemplified the you don't know what you want, I know what you want, is um, Steve Jobs and Apple. and Apple. He was very much of the mindset that people are... Maybe not unsure what they... People don't actually know what they really need or want. People They're, are fickle. That's yes. I say every, yeah. every day at work, I say that. People come to me, they're looking for a certain thing. I work in finance, so people come to me asking, like, oh, I'm looking for this, or I need to do this. And, like, some things I can recommend, some things I can't. But sometimes people will say things to me, and I'm like, I, I say in my head, because I can't say it to a client. They'll come to me, and, and I just want to say, you're fucking stupid. Like For wanting this or doing this? Doing something that would, would in essence, be a detriment to yourself. It's kind of like, in a sense, like... Uh, what what's that meme video? Uh, democracy is for the people, of the people, by the people. <laughs> but the people are retarded. <laughs> like, there is some truth to that. Everybody thinks they know best. Exactly. You know, everybody thinks they know what they want. And unfortunately... Life that's is not, too complex a lot of times. That's to really not always know, the reality. To boil yeah. it down to know what you actually you, you will have want to be and, able to admit that sometimes there are people out there that know better than you and can make these decisions on your behalf. Yeah. Um, that's and a I lot think, of uh, it's hard pill to swallow. It is. <laughs> it is. Like, and and you know we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it myself. Um, I tend to be a know-it-all sometimes. I, I know, my, you know, I've been told that multiple times by family, people I love, people I care about. You guys have definitely told that to me before. Um, but 
Okay, I was waiting, like, where is this leading to? Um, or is that just a statement? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They, what the, uh, ah! um, Thought. Nostalgia does play into that a little bit. Because, oh, I liked it better this way. Or I wanted it this way. Because that's what the way I was used to. Or that's what I was used to. This old wow is what I was used to. Uh, I wanted what... I, I wanted Halo and... Uh, another Halo game instead of what the fuck Bungie made, Destiny. Mm. You know, I wanted same quality as Halo. Maybe we just like to think of the positive rather, and we suppress the negative, and and we don't realize what we're miss, like what we're missing. Yeah, hey, we might be missing something good, but we're definitely missing something bad too. I think part of I don't sorry. I, don't know you're gonna say. I, I was going to say if I could speak on behalf of developers. For a split second, the guy who's the least computer literate of the three of us. Yes. Okay, you're gonna speak on behalf of. I will. No. Um, <laughs> I will speak on behalf of you. Um, so I remember there was an intense, intense pushback when three four three announced that they would be getting rid of color customization, mm. like mm. primary, secondary color customization, in favor of the coatings, mm. right? And a lot of the fan pushback was, I can't believe they took that out. I can't believe they took out. That's the phrasing. Keep in mm-hmm. mind, the phrasing yeah. was took out color customization. You have to realize they didn't take out anything. Games are not just this weird thing where you can just like pick up whatever you want <laughs> from this game and then just drop it in here and expect it to work perfectly. It has to be. It has to be made. It has the resources have to be devoted to developing and making sure that something works within this new system. Yeah. You can't just say, "Oh, Halo Three had it. Let's just grab it from right there and just." plop it right into Halo Infinite and it'll work fine. However, I think the issue is not necessarily a one of development uh, time that needs to be dedicated to implement a feature, but more so that the previous games, the previous experiences within the franchise had these feature sets and to then make a sequel of a game that no longer has things that this series maybe is known for or just has these feature sets well, this is this is a lesser game. Why would I want to get this game if it's going to cut out things that I, that traditionally mm-hmm. the older ones were known for? I'll mm-hmm. just play the old ones, or I'll play a different game. <laughs> it's it, it's more of a sentimental, maybe not sentimental, but nostalgic. Yeah, it had this. Why can't you also do this? It was already done. It's not like you need to reinvent the wheel, right? I think is more. I just think the misconception is that it's just like it, it, people make it out to be a lot easier than it actually. You're is. absolutely right. You yes, know? it's not just like. You've done it before. Why can't you make it work here? No, like, you're all right. Well, they also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bit my tongue on episode four when I said I think the company that could <laughs> make the playlists work <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't launch the game with just a quick play option. But I, uh, I was wrong about that. So, <laughs> but that's just it. It's like just because it was done before doesn't mean it can simply just be done again for the sake of doing it again. Mm. has to work within a given system. Yeah. Mm. So, and unfortunately, nostalgia can kind of play a big part in that animosity. Like, well, it worked here, and it worked really well here. Why can't you make it work here? Well, it, it's a little bit more complicated than just saying, yeah. well, we just decided not to. You know? Yeah. That brings up a question, actually. There's a reason that they couldn't just fix everything at the drop of a hat. Is nostalgia ignorance? So what I wanted to say before was that when you go through life and when you, I keep saying experience, I really want to say a different word. but It's when, hard. It's hard. When um, you go through different 
emotions, actions, things that you do, what you take away from it, usually, is not the intricate, detailed memory that your senses have picked up, sights, hearing, sound, all that stuff, uh, touch. It's a lot of times boils down to the feeling that was evoked during that time. You play Halo, you watch a movie, you, 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 um, uh, build a thing, whatever it is. A lot of times what you c- recall from that is the memory, uh, is the feeling from that, from that time period. You know, how did it make you feel with, uh, Halo CE and, and your dad, Jack, that it, it was a, probably a very positive experience. You had a lot of good feelings surrounding that and you may not remember intricate d- details necessarily of, of all of the experience that you had in there. But you remember the feeling you got from it. And that's that's why we get these rose-colored glasses where I remember the feeling. I don't remember exactly why or the intricate details surrounding it. But I remember that's how it made me feel. So I would like to feel that again in terms of, you know, maybe a new game that would try to do that. It's like, or with WoW, you know, when that when that was the first iteration of it and there's nothing else like it, like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> this is a great experience. And they shared, you know, right. with other people. They have a lot of positive feelings associated with that memory. And then going forward, it's like, oh, well, I want to feel that again. And it's like, yeah, but going through the same experience now with the context and the state of, um, I guess, whatever we're talking about in this case is games, that you will not as in, you will not enjoy it in the same way that you did then. It will not be the same feeling. And you can't exactly evoke that same feeling every time. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's an a re- issue. There's a reason why you, know, you can get addicted to something. It, it's an issue of remembering the feeling without remember without remembering the reasons or not taking into account the state of the current state of things that it cannot be the same way you will not experience it in the same way you give me the same game it's not going to feel as good like you play an old game that you love and it's like wow this isn't really as good as i remember it except is, is a big thing. shards yeah that's a really good game to I tie us back <laughs> when i went back and played halo 3 on that the last day before it shut down <clears throat> I remember thinking, sucks. Not not that the game itself sucked, but playing a game when you're accustomed to playing at sixty frames per second. Oh yeah, jumping back down to thirty hurts. Like, Halo three, not was to mention FPS though. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was on the OG. On yeah, the OG it ran it like it ran it like a little bit sub seven twenty p, and the textures were kind of low. But their their goal was okay. to run it at sixty. Well, it definitely well, yeah. didn't look like sixty. Okay, it then. Meant, I don't know. Maybe That's it was just I lack thought. of maintenance on the servers, but there was a lot of lag, and it okay. definitely didn't. It was a lot choppier than sixty it's frames per al- second. It's also That's possible because sure. the, the the Xbox did have the option of playing it at you know less than HD. The Xbox three sixty. Yeah, most games on the 360 PS3 are so, not rendered at full 1080p. So maybe it was um, no, like even sub 720p. Thanks. Like, yeah, I think it was like on the component cables versus the. Uh, oh, that's also why the field of view on my older Halo games was like quite narrow. It was like 60 degrees, 65 yeah. degrees, and you felt like much closer to the thing. Yeah. Um, for performance sake, because yeah, they wanted a smoother, course. tighter experience. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it going from being used to this and then remembering the good times and like, oh, let me go back to that. And then not realizing that comparatively, there has been a lot of progress from then to now. And it's like, ah, this is not as good. (laughs) (laughs) My, my, my neurotransmitters are not being, (laughs) I mean, if you want to break it down like far enough, you can just be like, oh, 
Like, this neurotransmitter is not going to the right fucking brain cell. <laughs> well, I think as a closing sentiment, I think it really just boils down to we're all aging. And I think there is an inherent, there's a human fear of change. Okay, boomer. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I literally, just the other day, I saw on Instagram that one of my old coworkers from Wendy's, Wendy's was my first job when I was 16, recently just got engaged. And I guess it stuck with me in the back of my mind all day. And I ended up going to Wendy's for dinner that night after work. Uh, I just went to the drive-thru and I didn't recognize a single person that was working there. Not a single person. They didn't know me. I didn't know them. And it was this weird moment where it was like, in my mind, I was like, I used to stand right there. Yeah. I knew exactly what it was like to stand where you're standing right now. Is you that have nostalgia, no though? Do you have positive feelings I did. that? I did. I did have positive feelings. I, trust me, I don't think I would have gone back if, if I was like, I hated this place. Yeah, I get that way. My, my first job was Old Navy. I sat in the parking lot, and I just... In the, in the same spot that I used to... I almost parked in a different spot, but I was like, you know what? For the hell of it... I like that. I'm going to park where I used to park when I was when I would go on break. I, I like would just that. sit in my car, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to eat my food. And I'm just going to think. And, you know... You have a lot of free time Ryan's to be sister, doing all this stuff. Ryan's sister. I used to work with Ryan's sister. She's engaged now. Yes. My other coworker there is engaged now. And I, it was just this moment where I was like, life is changing. We're in a state where people are now, like, becoming, you know independent depressing with their life yes it's, adults yeah. wow scary yeah. stuff my my fiance so oh, yeah, you're engaged now yeah. yeah yeah i forget that sometimes that's <laughs> right i mean nothing changes really yeah no it's, it's just same. a title it's, yeah i mean she's already taken my health insurance hey, hey. <laughs> love <Hello>. you jill <laughs> he loves me more well I think Positivity. To, uh, to end, I think, no. I think you all, uh, the two of you need to give me a, uh, a synonym for experience. Is that my homework? No, thesaurus, right no now? thesaurus, dickhead. A synonym for experience? Yep. Right now. On yes. the I don't think there on is. Spot. I've, I've scanned Merriam-Webster. I, ha I have them in front of me. Um, I've scanned Merriam-Webster. I don't think um, there is. <laughs> <laughs> went through my database. <laughs> um... Did a sequel query. God, I feel like I'm playing fucking Wordle find. right now. Wordle. Oh, 2022. First the year of the Wordle. The year of the Wordle. Year of Wordle. Um, Endurance. No. Fuck yeah. ass. Correction. It's not. That's it, not. To in, experience or to endure. To endure. Okay. No. Yep. To. Kind of. XP. XP is the word you're looking for. XP? XP. What do you think it's XP is short for? What do you think XP is short for? Are you retarded? Experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two words. X. Period. XP. Where's Tom Scott? I need a linguist. I should be There you go. All right. You can't disprove Sims that. five. I'll see you guys in the next one. Yes. Thank you all for joining us on this adventure. Hope this maybe incited some positive memories, some nostalgic feelings in you. Um, but and a question. Go home and cry. <laughs> the question for our Spotify audience will be seen, um, but I kind of want to ask everyone just to to self reflect some of your most nostalgic memories and some of your most nostalgic experiences, and and find out why they're nostalgic. Like what what positive memory comes back for you, and mm -hmm. share it with us, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, and mm -hmm. I'd love to read them. 
Thank you. I will be thinking yeah. about that. I'm also going to go home and cry, even though this is my home. So I'm going to walk over there on the couch and cry. <laughs> we're, we're s- <laughs> Where the fuck but, did you find a couch? But thank you again for joining us. We will see you in the, in next, the next room. room. Good night, bye guys. Bye bye. Fuck asses. <laughs>